Player two has entered the podcast. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. You re- you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I just need to know if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's get it. All right. If you're good to go, I'm good to go. All right. You sure you're ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two Has Entered the Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, a.k.a. MC Gifts Are Wrapped and ready to go. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, a.k.a. Old Jolly Saint Merc. Ready to do this. All right. Happy holidays, y'all. Christmas is coming up this week. It sure is. That is my holiday of choice. Well, that Mm -hmm. and New Year's, that's the holiday of choice in the Peterson household. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Just just staying at home, man. My mom's going to drop off some gifts uh, Christmas morning for Nora. And that's pretty much it, man. Cool. I'm just trying to figure out what who all who all is getting something and <laughs> you know am, am i getting anything i don't know i think i'm what getting something because Kristen and ben went out christmas shopping ben's actually you know i'm really impressed with him i tried to trick him into telling me what he got me and i did it in front of Kristen because i i wasn't legit trying to find out i was more trying right. to figure out if i could trick him or if he would just tell me right right and to his credit he he was mum he was like i'm not supposed to tell you and i'm not going to right and i was like yeah, you're being a well, bad boy i know right and i was like well what did i get he goes i can't tell you and i'm like you can't tell me because you don't know he goes i do know i just can't tell you <laughs> like he was getting really frustrated and uh, i was proud of him i was like good for you Although you're keeping Jeez. a secret a little bit too good. Don't keep any other secrets right. if it's not with mommy, okay? Snitch, snitches get stitches, Ben. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, that's the thing. Snitches do get stitches, but at the same time, he's young, and I don't want another adult keeping a secret with him, if you know what I mean. So I was like, eh, right. yeah, 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 that's a little, true. A little worried. So Yeah, I take that like, back. Snitches, uh, snitches are wonderful folks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. We got to find somewhere in the middle yeah, here. <laughs> we got to find some middle snitch ground. Is, it's sometimes required that you snitch. Yeah, so just, yes. it, yeah, if you're getting hurt, snitch. Please snitch. Right. So, but yeah, no, I'm actually really proud of him. He's He's got a good head on his shoulders and he knows how to keep a gift a secret. Good job, Ben. Ooh, nice. But yeah, I already gave Kristen her gift early. I got her a, a nice tablet to work on. She's been wanting one for a while and Ooh, she can yeah. use it to draw and she can use it to like record and edit videos and different stuff like that. So yeah, she's pretty That's happy. Awesome. Yeah, I asked her if she wanted to give earlier or not on a particularly dreary, sad Sunday where she was like, I'm so bored. And I was like, do you want your gift early if I have it? She's like, yeah. And I was like, here yes, you please. go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to call. Uh, as of now, I'm going to call the gift for Vicky, uh, her Mac that she's been having and her iPhone that she just got. Yeah, I was going to say at a certain point when you're an adult, when you want something, you just kind of go out and get it. You know, you yeah. don't rely on Christmas anymore. Christmas to me has evolved into just more a time to see family to eat you know good food or eat together you know similar Mm. to thanksgiving except for occasionally there's gifts involved right right so and i do enjoy giving the gifts more than i enjoy receiving them and i don't always get everybody i know a gift every single year in fact i'm usually very limited on who i give gifts to 
but it just depends. If I'm feeling it, if I'm out and about, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give X so-and-so a gift. You know, it's more for me to go, here yeah. you go, and then see them light up when they get to open it or something like that. Like, that's the joy I get nowadays. Man, in college, I was I was getting everybody gifts. Yeah. And refund checks were hitting. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was getting something. I was getting all the siblings something, all oh. the cousins, like, just just being reckless with it. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. something claws. Everybody gets right. something. Right, everybody gets something close. Everybody's been Nazi. Everyone has flaws. If Santa crossed you off his list, here comes something close. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite SNL skits. You need to look it up. Yeah, everybody gets something. Because I haven't seen it. It's, it's really good. It's uh, Kenan Thompson plays something close. And he's just giving gifts to all the bad people. Or, or not bad, people who've had a rough day. Like when, yeah. when you quit and burned all the bridges on your way out, you get something. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of, speaking of SNL uh, skits real quick, they recently yeah. did one where uh, Tommy Davidson, or Pete Davidson, not Tommy Davidson, Yeet. Pete Davidson uh, <laughs> was Eminem. Oh, that uh, one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking and, about the, uh, the rapper's interview with Queen Latifah and Questlove, mm, I think. Yeah, he was he was wishing for a PS5. No, I remember that one too, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't know and if we it, talked about it before on the show, but if you haven't seen that skit, please look at it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was one of those skits that kind of ended awkwardly. Sometimes they don't know how to end skits really well, but the, yeah. the beginning and the middle were pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right on. Well, cool. So some rough stuff happened recently in my neighborhood that I want to kind of get off my chest because it's kind of crazy. And it just goes to show you that you really you can't completely escape this because my neighborhood is nice like it's a newer it's it's outside the rim 465 it's in brownsburg right. you know it's a housing addition everybody out here is doing okay for themselves the and, yeah we in the burbs there was legit a drive-by shooting in my neighborhood this past holy week. shit a 17 year old was shot and killed on the street what yep drove by wow shot him kept driving and people on the neighborhood chat have been submitting, like, their door cam footage, you know, of the car, trying to do what they can to assist the police investigation. I don't know if the kid was into something, if it was random. It, I mean, things like that That's never seem to be fully random. No, it is crazy. Because this neighborhood that I live in, that I go walking in, that I take my son walking in, and if I got shit like that going on, you know what I mean? I just happen to be out when somebody else is around being targeted. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. bro. Like, this is way, like, there was some break-ins not too long ago that somebody caught on their, like, security camera in their house, and that made the news, and that got me a little worried. That's when we got, like, weapons and placed them, like, Kevin Hart style all around the house. Like, (laughs) oh, you gonna rob me? I'm gonna give you what you want. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's when we did that. But now I'm like, I can't even go outside. Yeah. I ain't trying to go outside right now anyways, you know what I mean? Especially not in the winter, but... And I was just talking to Vicky about that. I was like, you think that uh, the amount of shootings will go down since it's cold outside? Apparently not. Not just stay in your car and put that heater on and then pull that heater out. You know what I mean? Man, that sucks. That's terrible. No, it is. It is. And it's one of the reasons we're seriously considering becoming expats. Not to get political, because we never get political on the show. But, uh... But, I mean, we have this attitude about guns, and our legislation is affected not by people, like, sensible people. Because even sensible gun owners are like, we need background checks, right? Right. Like, I don't think anybody's sensible. Like, it's just NRA and this lobbying money that's that's being influenced in, in Washington, not average people. 
whether you right. are pro gun ownership or you're not. And I've known people on the right and the left that are all about guns, and I get it. But the thing is, you can't go against the t- statistics. Statistically, your chances of getting shot go way up as soon as you even get a gun, right? Which is why I haven't gotten one yet. But you're not trying to get shot. Because I'm not trying to get shot. But I'm, I'm not going to knock somebody that owns a gun. What I am knocking is anybody that doesn't doesn't see or support that we need tighter gun laws. I don't want to hear right. that only criminals will get guns garbage because that's just not true. It, right. it really isn't. It, it, there's, there's a lot of people that can get guns legitly and do ill shit with them as evidenced by the people who get guns legitly and do and ill do shit with shit. them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, And it's not like we're trying to make it impossible or completely ban guns or make it impossible to get them. I'm not even asking for that. Honestly, personally, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I understand that not everybody feels the way that I do. But at the very yeah. least, come on, man. Come all on, about man. that Constitution, baby. All about the Constitution, baby. Yeah. It, it, yeah, until it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like everything in life. It's all about so, this thing until it isn't. So, so yeah, that, that was a big bummer. And um, wow. on, a, on a lighter note, we're getting solar panels, probably. Sweet. So, you know, you can stay indoors with my electricity from, from the On sun. On a lighter note, no pun intended. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, well, damn it. If only I had saw yeah. the connection, there would have been a pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's yeah, what I'm here no, for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. That's my, that's my co-host with the co-puns. Yeah, Copens. Copens. <laughs> Copens. <laughs> we, uh, I, I got targeted. Big data. They got me. I was watching YouTube and they're like, hey, would you like solar panels? We can finance and incentives and payment plan. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. Call me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was meeting with somebody earlier about the pre thing. Talked to a sales guy today. He's going to put together a proposal for me tonight. I'm going to look it over to see if it's uh, on the level. And yeah, we might be getting some solar panels. And the cool thing is that it connects to the grid. So if we produce more electricity than we use, IPL pays us. Pay me, big boy. Big dick boy. <laughs> big dick boy. Get paid by IPL. Power company. Pay me. Right. Yeah, that's some, yeah, that's some big, big boy shit right there. Yeah, that is. That is. And they even have a third-party app that they give you access to so you can see exactly how much electricity you're generating. So if IPL tries to pull some sly shit like, oh, you owe us because the, the wattage that you used and was less than you gave to the grid. I'm like, nah, consider exhibit right. A. <laughs> So, uh, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got facts, baby. Car so facts. yeah, so yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep the folks updated on how that goes. Let's see. The only other personal thing I can think about, I have completely regressed, and I am remiss to admit that I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, I'm back to drinking soda. Oh man, I know. It's back Diet Coke, baby. Diet Coke? Can't give it up, baby. I tried, but I just, even after I got unused to it and was feeling better, especially like with a high salt meal, like if I was making myself some like fried rice or or a rice bowl, or we were having like white people taco night, that's what we like to call it. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we were having tacos, I was just like, man, you know what would be really good with this? A soda. Right. (laughs) I mean, at least I'm not saying a beer, but still. Right. I thought I would be rid of it. And so I got them back. And then I was only having like one or two a day. And I was like, okay, I can keep this up. 
And then recently I got in kind of a spiral and got a little bummed out. I don't know if it had anything to do with someone being murdered in my neighborhood, but mm. I've, I'm back to like drinking too many and I have to rein it in again. And it's just, uh, yeah, I've a struggle, never seen man. Anyone, anyone is serious about their diet coke as you. So yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's an, it's an, it's a legit addiction. Like guys, sometimes listen, somebody will, we, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we've been over. <laughs> Michael's house before, and we I'll ask for something to drink, and uh, oh, can I get some Diet Coke? And he's like, eh. <laughs> he's got like twenty four cans in there. I'm like, I need he's enough like, why, last why don't you week. Grab a, why don't you grab a cooler instead? <laughs> yeah, why don't you get some water, man? Right. You know. <laughs> I was literally Diet getting ready. Coke I was literally getting ready to say the same exact thing. I was like, people be trying to come over and drink my cokes, and I'm looking at them like, man, you might not fucking drink my coke, right? I got you, like you said, I got 24. It's Tuesday, and I'm like, I need enough to last me through Thursday. You don't understand. Two for seven, man. Yeah, (laughs) for twelve pack. Like people make fun of Trump for drinking too much coke. I might have him beat. I don't know. Like in my hay, at least I I have pulled back, but then I'm ramping up again. I can't stop. I can't. It's hard, man. I mean, I guess we as far as vices go, they're not. It's not the worst vice to have, but uh. yeah, we don't really drink pop over here anymore. We've been drinking a lot of flavored water mm. from like Walmart, but it's still carbonated, right? And I, always, I was asking Vicky yesterday. I was like, "If why does it have to be carbonated mm. for it to taste good?" You know what I mean? Because mm. I've had flavored water that is not carbonated and it tastes terrible every time. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's the way the chemicals react. And bring yeah. out that sweet bubbly goodness. I don't know. <laughs> bubbles, man. I'm telling you, that's that's part of the reason why I love Diet Coke so much. But it's also yeah. just the taste. and Because I don't drink any other sodas, too. That's the other thing. I've yeah. tried, like, bubbly water. Trust me. People have been like, why don't you try flavored water? Or do you try? Because like, <laughs> Kristen drinks all that crap. You know, the stevias and the whatever they are. The fl- mm. flavias. What they call, I don't know what they're called. The Anyways. labias. drinking some labias over here (laughs) it's so bubbly (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no (laughs) but yeah i can't get with any of that man i keep trying and i can't do it and i wish i could uh player two pod rated m for mature yeah well that's for sure you know what's funny i've been listening to other podcasts where they cuss and they can get as raunchy as we do sometimes and they don't mark Mm -hmm. their shit as explicit like, I'll be on Spotify, and it's all, there's no E next to any of their episodes. Uh, and they're way bigger than us. And I'm like, how do they get away with that shit? I mean, yeah. I've never tried it, but I don't, I kind of want to be upfront and honest yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to say we're clean or not explicit when we are. That just seems disingenuous. I don't know. Yeah. But we'd probably get more listens or get pushed more if, if I marked as, as clean. But you know what? It's, I mean, we were just talking about it earlier. I, I ain't in this for the money because ain't never going to be none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm in this for the love of the convo. He basically just said we ain't shit. Yeah. We ain't <laughs> shit, we ain't ever going to be shit. <laughs> but no, I mean, if we find our audience cool, I just don't think our audience is going to be a bunch of people concerned about whether or not there's an E next to the episode. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Woo, what else we got this week? Okay, so you had some personal stories that I've been wanting to hear about the last couple of weeks. We've been hearing about this eBay battle, man. What's going on? Yeah. So, uh, you guys, I told you, like you said, last couple of weeks, I had item not received case open up against me. And what ended up happening is that the case was decided in favor of the buyer. Mm. They didn't receive it. And then two days later, of course, they got it. Mm. And so I emailed eBay. I said, hey, 
I opened up, this case was opened up against me and you were supposed to place the case on hold for 10 days and you guys didn't do that and they got the item two days later. So I feel that you should remove this defect on my account and also give me back my $20, right? <laughs> and it's like $20 isn't a lot of money, but it's not about that. It's about the principle. Because hmm. like if I let eBay get away with this, then and it's clearly their fault, hmm. then you know what what won't they do i got an email back and they said hey you know what our bad uh you should see the 20 dollars refunded back to your account i was like yes Ooh. so i win ha ha i get my money back and ha. it's been just so crazy with all this usps shipping delays mm. oh like, yeah they, no they've been, been like yeah no go go ahead sorry stuff is stuff has been delayed for like weeks like mm. Two to three weeks on certain stuff, and it's just it's crazy. And it'll be something that's like going to the next state over. It's wild, but it seems like it's slowing down because Christmas is kind of you know the the shipping window is closing. Yeah. yeah, the shipping window to get stuff by Christmas is definitely closed now. So I think we should be seeing our packages get where they need to be on time now. Yeah, I was just gonna say I have this thing connected through USPS where it just shows me pictures of my mail that I'm gonna get that day, so I have mm-hmm. an idea what's coming. And there's this huge disclaimer at the top, like COVID delays. And I'm like, shipping volume. Easy guys. Like it's, it's big and bold and like one of those almost junk junk email adverts. And I'm like, who designed this? This is intense. I guess they really want you to read it. They probably get a lot of feedback or have been getting a lot of feedback and they're just annoyed. And they're like, put it in big, bold, red fucking letters. Tell them to shut the fuck up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sick of your shit, people. It's right. COVID. What do you want? We're out, here, we're out here trying to do the best we can. Government ain't giving us no money. Keep cutting funding. Sucks. Yeah. I hope that's one of the first things that Biden does, like in his first 100 days, is figures that shit out and removes that old Republican law where they have to like pre-fund all their pensions up to 50 years or something dumb so they don't, they don't have any money. The right. US, USPS was self-sustaining up to a point. And they were actually making money. And then fucking republicans put an end to that shit so you know what i mean and then they turn around that's the thing i don't like about republicans like i can complain all day about democrats and what their problem is the thing i don't like about republicans is they're so shady they will break something on purpose and then bitch about how it's broke Mm -hmm. like they're about small government (laughs) unless it's legislating that ass like like being like oh you right you need to bring this baby to term but that's a whole other thing but they will find a program that they don't like, not because it doesn't work, because they just don't like it. They will make sure that it can't operate and institute laws that breaks it fundamentally and then complain that it's broken. I'm like, you're the one that fucking broke it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like that Eric Andre meme where uh, he shoots Hannibal and the, <laughs> the Republicans will be like, why would the Democrats do this? <laughs> but they're... <laughs> Well, the problem with Democrats is is. is, the the question should be, why would Democrats let it happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the thing is, like right now, we're having to choose between there's this big argument about Medicare for all and reparations and they're pitting each other against each other. And then they're they're not wanting to vote on it. But I'm like, if you vote on it, we'll see who actually does vote for it. There's too many I know that will vote against it. There's all this nonsense going on right now. And luckily, the noise is a lot quieter because it's not the the news covering trump all the time which i haven't seen hide nor hair of trump lately which is yeah. nice it's been really he's in, nice he's in hiding yeah which good although i i heard white recently he was he was ranting at the white house that he wasn't going to leave like he started to believe his lies o- originally 
he was talking all this shit about how he won, but secretly he was like, yeah, I lost. You know what I mean? Like, but now he's <laughs> right. bought into his own bullshit, which is interesting to me. And he's like, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> it's just I'm like, not leaving. I, win. I, I don't I think he would because he's a bit of a bitch. So I don't think it'll ever come to this. But <laughs> I, I would. He's a bit of a bitch. But let, let's yeah. just be real. I don't, so I don't think it would come to this, but I would love to watch Secret Service like drag his ass out because he refuses to leave. Oh, that'd be great. Imagine. I mean, obviously he won't. Did. Yeah, no. As soon as like anybody comes up to him with any kind of smoke, he's gonna be like, "Okay, okay, 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 let's go." Right. Okay. But okay, I don't have enough money. Okay, I'm sorry. Man, it would be nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Man, that was a tangent and a half. Dims and reps. Dims and reps, baby. What are you? So gonna eBay did remove that negative comment. <laughs> Yes, they yeah they had already removed the negative comment because the item was delivered. But yeah, mm. so uh, I've also been getting the other item I received cases, and I've just been updating the tracking, and then mm. stuff will be delivered, and mm. I'm good to go. So did I you ever put up that really disclaimer have... we talked about? Yeah, I actually did. I sent it out to mm, about twenty of my customers. Okay, that bought something from me, and then eventually I was just like, eh, they'll get it when they get it, yeah. and I'll go through what I have to go through. All right. Well, hopefully yeah. you don't have another incident like this one. That sounded like a, just a big old headache, man. Yeah, I think those days are behind me, so that's all good. good. And it's good, too, because I got a lot of good stuff this week. Go to a lot of Goodwills. Uh, mm. I've been picking up a lot of good toys. So I got a My Buddy doll from, like, the 80s. My and Buddy. I, yeah, I actually buddy. ended up selling that. Is that actually how the song goes? Yeah, when the 80s kid tell you how it goes. Right. Yeah. Go for so it. it goes, My Buddy. My Buddy. Wherever I go, he's gonna go, my buddy, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy and me. And then they had kid sister, kid sister. Oh, it was the the girl version. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah and then of course, and then Chucky came out and destroyed that toy line. <laughs> right? Yeah, because I was about to say I brought it home, and Vicky was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah. No, my Get that buddy out of my was house right now. My buddy was pre-Child's Play, but when Child's Play came out, everybody was like, uh-uh, get that doll out of here. And I was like, oh, first, poor my buddies. Excuse me. At first, I thought it was a Chucky doll. I was like, no, that's a good guy. This is mm. my buddy. Mm. <laughs> so, But obviously, Child's Play had to have been based off of my buddy. Yeah. And they just took that doll and just decided to destroy the toy line. So that's cool. Yeah, because can but, you uh, can you imagine the brain dead business decision to come out with my buddy after Child's Play? Yeah. Wow. No, no thank you. I'm surprised they didn't <laughs> they didn't sue the shit out of the the movie studio for that. I wonder if they no, did. That's something I want kind of want to look up. I want to dive down that internet rabbit hole. The battle right. of my buddy versus good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win, Chucky or my buddy? All right. So you got a my buddy. That's good news. Yeah. Uh, got a Raphael, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Raphael practice pal from 1992, and this is like a 20 inch tall toy. It was super clean. Wow, man, it's up on the store right now. But these things are anywhere from 150 to 200 dollars, and it was wow. super clean. So I'm hoping to get that for it, but you know, we'll see. Okay, yeah. Next thing, I walked into a thrift store right mm. in front of my face. The Budokai mm. Tenkaichi trilogy. On PS2. The who who what now? And the third Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi. Oh, okay. One, two, one, three. Okay. And the three had the bonus disc with it too, which is actually really hard to find. Wow. So that was really dope. Got a Minecraft Ender Dragon plush. If anybody Mm. plays Minecraft, the Ender Dragon is the boss at the end of the game. 
I know him thanks to Smash. Right. <laughs> uh, finding a lot, of, a lot of Power Rangers blasters from Goodwill. Uh, cool. Picked up some Transformers Armada Minicons. Got a Boba Fett blaster rifle. And my best pickup from last week is, and I don't know if I sent this to you, but I picked up Batten Kaitos Origins on the GameCube. Complete. Wow. From Goodwill Outlet. So okay. I only ended, ended up paying like probably Couple 50 bucks. cents for it. Yeah. 50 cents. Woo. Yeah, well, it's a dollar twenty nine a pound, so. Oh, that's right, because they go by the pound. Yeah, though the case is only like four ounces. Man. So yeah, it's it's yeah yeah. I was like, ooh, and that was one of the only things I found that day, but it, it mm. sure was worth it. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's those, all this stuff is up for sale at eBay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. And if you want to support me and put some food in my baby's belly, head on over there. Yeah, Norisms. Yeah, we yeah. put up a video of that clip on our Facebook page last week and I got some good feedback from that. So uh yeah. That's a fun story. Looking forward to the next Noraism. <laughs> cool, cool. Well here it is. It's coming up right now. Oh because you okay. just reminded me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I got a couple of them for you. We're getting Nora ready for daycare. Mm. And Vicky she comes over to Vicky and she's like in a real playful mood. And she basically she slaps Vicky in the face. Okay. Now it wasn't it wasn't really hard. Uh huh. But you know it's like a playful slap. And uh, then Vicky sends her to timeout, <laughs> and she's you know she's crying. Then when she comes back, Vicky says, "Do you know why I sent you to timeout?" And Nora says, "Because I knocked your face out." <laughs> <laughs> and then we both just bust out laughing, man. Because I knocked your face out. Because <laughs> I knocked your face out. She's, that was she's why I was in timeout. <laughs> four years old and already like proclaiming her legend far and wide. Yeah, me, right. I knocked my mommy's face out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna knock you out, Mama. I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so that that was a good one. Another one is I picked up a Popeye stretchy toy mm. yesterday, and Nora picked it up. And I said, hey, Nora, what's his name? She said, and I know she doesn't know, and she's like, mm, Mama Shurs. is a freak. I said, he's a freak? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he a freak. <laughs> he a freak. Mama Shurs is a freak. I was like, well, yeah, Popeye. He's a freak for olive oil, so you yeah. ain't wrong. He a freak but... <laughs> for spinach, baby. That's my baby, though, man. I just dropped her off at my mom's so we could get just a, a day and a half of freedom because daycare is closed all next week, mm. every single day. So good luck Vicky's to you. Gonna be home. Well, I mean, I'm gonna be out for most of it, but Vicky's gonna be home. With good luck to you, Vicky. So yeah, I love you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Poor Vicky. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I got some sad news. Oh, yeah? For Star Wars fans, the oh. original actor that played Boba Fett, Jeremy Bullock, mm-hmm. passed away at 75, which is just really sad. And the timing is crazy because of everything going on in Mandalorian right now. Yeah, the popularity of Boba Fett and everything now. And he, him getting his own show. Yeah. That got announced. 2021. Yeah. Coming. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I don't know if it's a spoiler of him getting his own show, but yeah. Still cool. Yeah, that's true. All right. But yeah, man, I don't know if you want to get into talking about this week's uh, Mandalorian. We can put a big spoiler alert up right now. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Let's talk about... Spoilers. Because just Friday this week was the season finale for season two. And uh, I'll let you kick it off, man. Yeah, man. It was a fucking amazing. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Wow. Would recommend. Not ghetto in the least. (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was so good it gives 
I don't want to get that far that fast, but everything leading up to the end was just great. It was action packed all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some weird dialogue there at the beginning, but uh, they quickly turned that around and they just stormed Moff Gideon's light cruiser, and it was just it was girl power done right. You know yeah, I, mean? I was thinking that. I had a thought, and I was like, "There are a lot of women in this crew." They're yeah, exactly. Really it badass. got like half. Yeah, it got half. They got halfway through the ship. Where I was like, "Oh shit." These are all women kicking ass and yeah. doing it well and doing it right. And it's not an end game moment where it's just like, oh, look, here's a shot of all the girls. Yeah. Girls get it done. Even though Captain Marvel could have did all that shit by herself. Yeah. Girls get it done. Yeah. Thanks, so. the boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the boys did it really well, too. So I, yeah. I agree with you in the beginning. I didn't like the only thing I don't. And I mean, maybe this is just a, a personal quirk. I don't like that the go-to for girls get it done is them being like overly posturing and macho and tough like they're Mm -hmm. they're presenting traditionally male but like the toxic side the Mm -hmm. whole thing the whole back and forth between them and boba fett like just giving him a bunch of shit and then fighting him in the bar i'm like what are you doing and the fact that she even let it go on even for a half a second like the leader did i think what they were trying to do is set up Bo-Katan trying to set her up not as a villain but as an antagonist mm-hmm. because she's she's sorry oh. she's in the Clone Wars series yeah and Rebels so there's probably some, some history there was she bad in that series I, I'm not sure I'm sure she's like more of a anti-hero type of you know whatever side fits her agenda she's gonna this show whatever's gonna get me that dark saber baby yeah I was gonna <laughs> say this this show tied into the Clone Wars way more than I thought it did now I need to go back and watch the Clone Wars I feel Man. like which is probably yeah. Disney plus's idea they're like yeah now we're gonna get a bunch of people to go back yeah. and watch this other show we got so I'm gonna kind of need to and th- this last episode solidified the timeline we were in because I was always fuzzy about it you know mm-hmm. I knew it was post the original trilogy and not the prequels the original trilogy so right. it was Four, after five, yeah Luke Skywalker and the crew saved the day. But I didn't know how far past that point because it didn't seem like they were fully established with the New Order or whatever. Right. So I knew it was kind of somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. But this one definitely solidified it up. So, yeah, they're on that uh, ship kicking ass. And the plan is most of the crew go through and fight to get to the bridge to get to Moth. What's his name? Gideon. Moth Gideon. Yeah, the main bad guy. Moth Gus. Moth Gus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Moth Gideon. And... Meanwhile, the Mandalorian, he will sneak in after they've made a big ruckus and just go straight to the holding cell to get the child, to get Grogu. And I knew Moff Gideon was going to be waiting for him there in that cell. Because yeah. I think Moff knew what was up. You could tell from the very beginning, he didn't look surprised at all. There's subterfuge well, yeah, with Well, he shouldn't help. have been. Because from yeah. the last episode, Mando sent him that message. He was like, I'm coming. <laughs> Let him know I was coming. And I was like, why would do that it made for a real badass scene but strategically it doesn't make any sense at all no it didn't make any sense it was like he was like i don't know who you are i don't know what you want i can tell you that i have a certain set of skills right exactly (laughs) (laughs) why are you letting him know you're on to him my getting was like good luck (laughs) right i got dark troopers baby so they have that standoff i thought it was interesting that moth was like look i already got what i want from the child you can just take him and go and And i believed him i believed him too that was, was like, good acting right there. That's Giancarlo. I know, right? Flexing. He was like, I don't give a shit. You can go. Man, and then as soon as he turned his back, man, he he attacked. I mean, Mando was ready. Mando, this is not his first rodeo. He's been attacked mm. before. 
He knows how it goes. In fact, that seems like the show is always just somebody trying to get the drop on him. You know? Yeah. But uh, and he was he was swinging that saber, man. He was yeah, he was going for it. I was actually watching a uh, YouTube channel that was reviewing the episode, and they said mm-hmm. that he broke like four or five dark sabers <laughs> on set because he was just going so hard. Yeah, no, but it made for a yeah. great fight scene. It reminded me yeah. of the kind of visceral fight scene they were going for in the original trilogy that they kind of messed up and made too many flourishes in the prequels, and then they kind of they arrived at somewhat of a middle ground in the newer movies. Mm-hmm. But I like it when you know there's stakes, emotions have been built up, you understand clearly what both people are trying to do. And they're not just doing some weird choreographed dance like in the prequels. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they were swinging at each other. They were going yeah. for it. Like, and, the Obi-Wan and a Grievous fight, while yeah. great, it's, it's just a lot. And it's real choreographed. And there's nothing really behind it. Yeah. Other than watch It's Obi-Wan just spectacle cool for shit. spectacle's sake. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this had stakes to it. You were worried about Grogu. You were worried about, you know, Mandalorian and... It was great. That fight and also the one where he fought that one dark trooper while he was trying to stop the other ones. And the fact that he struggled so much with that dark trooper, I was like, if the rest of them get in there, they're all going to die. I thought they were going to die anyways because I was looking at all the characters and I was like, there's too many characters here and those dark troopers are powering up too quickly. Someone's going to die. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't know that he was going to do the airlock thing, trap them and then kind of blast them all out. I was like, that's really smart. But he could barely handle one. He weakened the armor with his flamethrower enough to where he can take mm-hmm. that best car spear and like separate the the head which yeah. why isn't that a thing with robots i don't know why are there so many exposed like uh, why would you put the vitals in the head put the vitals in the the chest parts so they can keep fighting if they, they have a limb separated including their head come on now yeah it's like you don't you don't need to simulate a human yeah you don't have to put the cpu yeah. in the brain part we're all yeah. trained to go for the brain <laughs> Put the exactly. CPU in the butt or something. Nobody's trying to shoot you. Right. <laughs> what? Your head is off, but you're still fighting us because my CPU's in my ass. <laughs> put, put that CPU Some and shit. shove it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> shove it up your butt. <laughs> Thanks, Stanley. Right. We love you, Stanley. Does he have a mustache or no? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I, I love that episode where they were trying to yeah. guess whether or not he had a mustache. But anyways, back to Mandalorian. Yes. You have that standoff, and then, of course, they get him to the bridge. Then all those dark troopers come back. Yes. Oh, no. And they close the storm doors, but they're, like, bashing down the doors. And Moth Gideon, he's got a blaster close by that he covered up with his cape. So, you know, he's about to shoot somebody. And he's like, they're going to come in here, and they're going to kill everybody but me and the child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That baby. That's right. And then they get that beacon that... A ship just came into range, and you see it's a, uh, what do they call those things? An X-Wing? An X-Wing. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's the Jedi! And I didn't I, even I, think, at first, at first, I was like, oh, shit, the Republic's coming. We're saved. A single <laughs> ship? No, I knew Well, it was I Jedi. mean, I saw one X-Wing, and I'm thinking there's going to be a bunch following it. Oh, but, I see. Yeah. That's the beauty of this show being week to week. Yeah. Because I totally forgot Grogu called out for a Jedi. Totally I'm, I'm assuming that you skip you skip the recap in the beginning. Yeah, I skipped the recap. We watched the recap. That's probably why it was on my mind. I was like, okay, yeah, he just yeah. called out for a Jedi because the recap was like very focused on the fact that Grogu sent a message out and that a Jedi right. probably heard it. That's, that's so, yeah, the thing about recaps. <laughs> and the Jedi, man, that Jedi was badass. Ooh, tearing that shit up. I was like, oh, Green shit, Green saber. <laughs> yeah, the face was covered up. And then, again, 
I was trying to guess, but also not really knowing what the timeline was, right? So I'm like, yeah, it'd, it'd only well, be a handful of people, depending on the timeline. And yeah, and I'm thinking Obi-Wan, but I'm like, wait, Obi-Wan's dead at this point. <laughs> so it can't be Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's no. It's not Ahsoka. Yeah, because she already, yeah, and it wasn't her lightsaber or her style, and she already said right. she wasn't going to train him. So, but this guy went through two legions of dark troopers and just handed like them their asses. Like, they these guys built up to be so badass, Mando can't even handle them. And this Jedi comes in, crushing them with the Force, whacking them this way and that, lightsaber just going right through their armor. It was insane. Yeah. And then we see the, the green lightsaber. Man. And you know, at that point, if you didn't know before, you know now, this is Luke Skywalker back. So did you guess it was Luke Skywalker just from the lightsaber? Oh, yeah. Even then, I wasn't sure. I've seen Return of the Jedi so many times as a child. Fair enough. What'd you think about how they de-aged his face? I mean, like everybody's saying, it could have looked better, but I was shocked that they even did that. Yeah. Because I thought for sure they would have, like, recast somebody Mm. that looked like him or... That's a lot of money. I don't know, kept his face covered. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, it's Luke. It is Luke. So Vicky is watching it. is catching up. Uh-huh. She was in the room doing Nora's hair, and I didn't want her to look at the screen, so she wasn't looking at the screen. And I had my headphones in, and I couldn't react the way I wanted to. Yeah, because <laughs> I wanted to like start crying and screaming and hollering. Oh, it was everything. It's everything that Luke Skywalker fans wanted mm-hmm. from Star Wars. It's what we wanted from the Last Jedi to see Luke at the height of his powers, just kicking ass. Just, yeah, yes, that's all we wanted, and they gave it to us. And John Favreau and Dave Filoni killing it. Oh my God, Star Wars! It, I keep hearing people saying Star Wars is good again, and I'm like, no, Star Wars is good now. Like yeah. it's good now. Because if I'm completely honest, this is my opinion, but Star yeah. Wars has never been a really good series. It's been really impactful, but yeah. as far as like you know, story and presentation and all that, everything that involves making a movie, that hasn't been like really good. It was fun, but not good. I think the original trilogy was good because I remember seeing it when I was young before the prequels. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. There's an age gap between us. Like, by the time you probably got into Star Wars, the prequels were already there, right? Um, no, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched How old were you when you watched the original Star Wars? I was probably like six or so. Okay. And I would rewatch it throughout. And I didn't Mm -hmm. see the prequels as soon as they came out. Fair enough. I had to wait till they were like on cable or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was... I obviously didn't see them in the 70s because I wasn't born yet. It wasn't until the 80s that I watched them, but they were still very relevant back in the 80s. And even at that point, even though that they're based off heavily based off of serials and certain films, you know, obviously the the influences Star Wars has, it wears on its sleeve. But it was still presented in such a way that there was nothing else really like it. There's a lot of imitators, but nobody can really kind of reach that level of storytelling and that level of fun and adventure and Mm-hmm. A lot of other movies were coming out with that same type of vibe, so it was just a good time. You know, a lot of Spielberg stuff, you know, a lot of, a lot of Lucasfilm, you know, Goonies, Indiana Jones, just different adventure serials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best. So I, I think it was good then. I think it got diminished by the prequels, kind of losing the spirit of that and really going yeah. into spectacle. And I think that they've been trying to rekindle with these movies, but they've been really struggling with pleasing new fans and old fans and just not quite hitting the mark. I thought the the newer films were okay, but I under, I completely understand a lot of the hate that they get from fans. I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, last but, Jedi, but by then I've been kind of divested from Star Wars. But I'll agree with you here. The Mandalorian has reinvested me in this universe. Like the Mandalorian yeah. is probably one of the best, if not the best, Star, Star Wars, Wars properties yeah. that exists. Period. Bar none. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what possibly is next with all these shows that they've announced and everything. But okay. uh, yeah, we uh just gonna quickly wrap up the Mandalorian because we've been talking about this for a while, but it's so good. Uh, Luke reveals himself and Mandalorian and Grogu have this touching heartfelt goodbye and I almost cried. I've watched so many reactions of grown men crying at this. <laughs> Mando takes off his helmet. Yeah, to show Grogu's face, which is yeah, huge. Fir- yeah, because it's the first time he's done it just to do it. Yeah. Not because he had to or anything, but he wanted his son to touch his face. And see oh. his face, because Grogu's never seen his face on the show. No. No, he hasn't. So this is the first time he's seen his face, man. It's crazy. And it was it was sweet, because it felt like they were connected. I mean, before Ahsoka, he asked her how she understood him. She goes, well, I can c- connect with him. You could, too, if you tried. And I feel like when he reached out and touched Mando's helmet, like, at that moment, they were connected, and he understood, like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, let me take this off, and we can look at each other one last time, that type of thing. And it was. It was a really super touching moment. And it helps that Grogu is like the cutest thing this mm-hmm. side of our toddlers. <laughs> like, right. he is so cute. Yeah, Vicky it's un- calls it's him unbelievable. Gogurt. Go- yeah, yeah, I Go-Gurt. called him Gogurt or uh, Yo Girl. <laughs> yeah, I was like purposely yeah. messing up his name after they revealed it on that, that uh, episode and, and Kristen was cracking up. But then uh, Mando says goodbye. Luke Skywalker takes Baby Yoda. And R2D2's there too. Just for some extra nostalgia. And then it fades to black. And mm-hmm. Then we get a post-credit scene with Jabba the Hutt's palace. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bib Fortuna, who was Jabba's right-hand man. In Had taken over, obviously, after yeah, Jabba died. Yeah, he's gained yeah. some weight. He has gained some weight. A little bit. Well, you know, yeah. sitting on that throne, he kind of needs to. He needs to his fill little, up yeah, those little, big Jabba uh, shoes. His little head tentacle is thick. <laughs> That's so thick, baby. Yeah. And uh, what is her character's name? Oh, the assassin that is indebted yeah, to Boba Fett? I can never remember. Yeah. She's a newer character, I feel like. Unless she's been in the yeah. Clone Wars too, which I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Well the assassin. But yeah, she busts in. Yeah. Yeah, taking people out. Mm-hmm. And then Boba comes down, shoots Bit Fortuna. They have they have he... they have short words, meaning that he goes, Hey, how's it going? I was gonna yeah. I, I can't believe you're alive, dead. <laughs> bang bang. And then he sits on the throne and I'm like, Boba the Hut, baby. <laughs> yep. Boba the Hutt. And then it said the the Book of Boba Fett 2021. Yep. And at first I was like, oh shit, Boba's getting his own show. And then I watched all these other videos. I was like, oh, the third season of Mandalorian is probably going to be Boba Fett season. Oh, you think? Yeah. And it makes sense because all of these episodes are called chapters. Uh Uh-huh. And obviously Mando's story, Jin Jarin, Jarin. Whatever his name is, his story is kind of complete because Grogu's gone. Yeah, and that was his whole arc. And he he like like droids. He likes droids. He's kind of given thrown away his uh, Mandalorian creed, so to speak, by taking off his helmet and all that. Interesting. And his story's kind of come to an end. So calling it the Book of Boba Fett and all the Mandalorian episodes have been chapters, and they've introduced all these Mandalorian characters. The Mandalorian could just be a series about different Mandalorians going forward different chapters i didn't think of it that way but that's really an interesting take i wonder if that's how they're gonna go i will say this his story to me isn't completed 100 percent. 
because he's it's got not. that saber. Yeah. There, there's that whole challenge, right, yeah. between him and the other Mandalorian leader that needs to take place because he was like, I yield. And uh, yeah. they're like, you can't. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's a whole other thing. This is, but yeah, this is great. what I'm thinking is the next season is going to be Boba Fett's season. And then he's, he's going to get one season. And then the fourth season is going to be Bo-Katan's season. And then we'll see the resolution yeah. of that dark saber. Could be. The whole conflict. But either way, I'm excited. Yeah. Great Mandalorian. Great television. Yeah. Oh, so good. But yeah, we got to move on. We've been here for a while. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just get into it. Uh, what we've been playing this week. Now, you've been playing anything at all this week? Have you even had time to play? Not really, man. I, uh, you know, I wanted to play Tokyo Xanadu a couple of times, but I just, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, but no if, yeah, if anyone is interested in Tokyo Xanadu, it is an action RPG. It allows you to switch out. You, you can control one character at a time. It allows you to switch them by the press of a button. And it's basically just a dungeon crawler. And it's pretty competent. Like, it's not the most embellished game you'll ever play, but the characters are there, the story's there, the fun is there, the gameplay loop is pretty good, and uh, I'm enjoying myself, so. Yeah, I, I yeah. dig the music and the vibe. I, oh, yeah, the music is... It's oof. imitating Persona and not quite hitting the mark, but if you're going to imitate something, like I said, imitate right. something good. Yeah, That's I would great. say it's a dungeon crawler slash life sim, because you got the whole school days aesthetic and the relationships mm-hmm. and everything, so... Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, well, I'll quickly rattle off what I've been playing. So, Age of Calamity. I unlocked a monk character, like the monks that you see when you go to do the uh, the shrine challenges. Um, and it uses, like, shrine technology to attack. It's actually kind of interesting. And I had to fight it in order to unlock it. So, that was fun. Dope. And I haven't unlocked them yet, but I can clearly tell just from some of the side battles I've been doing where I had to fight one of them as a boss. That those uh, those fairies in Breath of the Wild, the BBW fairies, yeah, <laughs> that's what I like to call them. Yeah, them big beautiful babies. <laughs> First time I saw one, I was like, "Ooh, whoa, Lord, she thick." This yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure, I, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure you can play as them too. So I haven't unlocked one as a care playable character yet, but the way that they're modeled and the attacks that they have, it's going to happen. I can tell. So nice. looking forward to that. Friday Night Frights. I played a my very first PC streamed game. Mm. yeah which i only had a single monitor set up i learned a lot about my uh my computer trying to set up a second monitor i learned that i don't have an integrated processor in my cpu and what that means is i can't directly hook up an hdmi or a monitor to it i have to go through a graphics card which is fine because i do have a graphics card unfortunately my graphics card only has one hdmi port damn yeah so i but i ended up with my newer monitor using like the, you know, like the actual computer hookup. I don't know what they're called, but it's where you know, like mash in the needles and turn the little screws to tighten it. Those, those things. Uh-huh. And then use an HDMI with like a second kind of older monitor that I had. So I was able to get it set up and play Spooky's. It's, it's actually called Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. I keep calling it Spooky's House of Jump Scares because that's what it used to be called. But Spooky's they changed the name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they changed the name. I think House of Jump Scares is better. But Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion has pretty simple kind of cartoony graphics and it starts out where you're just going through this mansion and you go room by room and the rooms are very short and then occasionally like a little cardboard cutout will pop out and try to jump scare you mm. and sometimes they actually work because the little company with sounds or whatever then eventually like you nice get to like action yeah but then eventually you get to real threats like actual monsters that are trying to kill you and you have a health bar oh. and if you don't escape in time you will die and then you have like a really gruesome death scene which is kind of fun 
So I made it all the way up through until this uh, animated puppet caught me and stabbed the needle in my eye. That was fun. But I really, really enjoy it. It's free on Steam. So if you have a PC capable of running like the babiest of baby games, because it's not that taxing, honestly, you should be able to run this one just fine. And it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. So nice. Cyberpunk is a let's set that aside for a second. Played Mm -hmm. some Super Smash Brothers Ultimate (laughs) because Sephiroth actually came out this past week if you passed a certain challenge. So on Thursday, and I had mentioned this before, Sakurai did his whole rundown of what the character can do. Did you get a chance to watch that? Oh, yeah. What you think? That was great. Sephiroth is definitely OP, but he also has some stuff that keeps him from being too OP. Yeah, I was going to say he's he's light. He's a light character, so he can be launched a little easier than heavy characters. He's tall, so he has a bigger hitbox. Mm -hmm. And some of his moves he recovers slowly from. So while they're powerful, he he does leave himself open to attack if you time your attacks incorrectly. That being said, he has a shield slash parry that will attack regardless if he was attacked or not. But obviously will be strengthened if he is attacked and the attack is strong, which is good. He's got that Giga Flare that he can shoot out, which is dumb powerful. Amazing. I launched mm-hmm. somebody from the middle of the, spa- of the stage at 25% and they died. <laughs> like, wow. Because they got hit That's with a full OP. blast Giga Flare. It's insane. Like it takes a while it to charge up, obviously. Charge up. Right. Yeah. But woo, if you hit somebody with a fully fully charged, I mean. Hey, player smash, baby. Giga oh, flares it would all over be. The place. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. He has these shadow flares that will have like little curses kind of float around a character and then attack them after a, a certain amount of time. You can stack up to five of them. Mm-hmm. They will also attack any other characters that are around them if they're not you or friendly to you. So, in a big eight player smash, shadow flare is the way to go because then you'll be residually attacking like multiple characters all across wherever that original character goes. Right. So. Yeah. Needless to say, I've been having a lot of fun. But what was really cool is at the end of the presentation, Sakurai said, you know, Sephiroth is just going to get added to the roster like everybody else. But I thought we needed more ceremony for him. And he is kind of like a boss character. So they added a special menu on the Smash menu where you can press start and you can challenge him like a boss in easy, normal or very Mm -hmm. hard mode. And I did beat him on very hard. It took me like 32 seconds like to give you the time (laughs) or whatever. And, but not on my first try. It took it took a bit, right. I, and it, I eventually beat him with Falcone Punch. Ouch! <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I had to use Falcon. I I tried it with my main. He he mopped Simon up like oh, Simon yeah. couldn't handle it. And I tried with Cloud, but I'm not a very good Cloud player, so that that immediately didn't work out. It's actually but, uh, fitting that you beat him with Captain Falcon because that, that was the original power move. In yeah, it's just Falcon Punch. You get hit with Falcon Punch, you're done. Yeah, right. So I took, I, I yeah, I basically gimmicked the gimmicker because he had yeah. his gimmicks and I had mine and we just see who could hold out. So, and it's a stamina battle too. Oh, At okay. very hard, you have 150 stamina and he has 200 and your hits are all like halved. So like I would punch him, it would take like 6% um, or six damage. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely had to get creative and I, I basically Falcon punched him off the stage and then dunked him as Falcon. That's the way I was able to beat him. And once you do that, you unlock him early and the challenge runs all the way up to his actual release date, which is the 22nd. And you get him, you get a stage, you get his music. You can even play through as, in classic mode as him. And classic mode is just a boss rush. So yeah. you go through and that fight nice. all the bosses, which, yeah, I know Sakurai showed that off. Sakurai did a good job, by the way. 
Wow. It's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, of course, he, he develops the game, so of course he's good at the game. But I'm like, he's so good at this game. He's so intimately familiar with I all the attacks. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> you know, like, he, he just knows the range and how they're going to attack and what the animations are. He's got them all memorized. So he showed them bosses a thing or two. And that, I almost think he did it on purpose, but that battle against Crazy Hand and Master Hand was clutch. I was yeah. like, is he going to do it? And then he pulled through, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, we knew Sakurai wasn't about to lose. Yeah, no, it was exciting. It comes out fully on the 22nd, I believe, which is, you know, here in a few days. And that will give you access to probably his spirit battles. And I'm excited to see what those are. And then the new costumes. So Geno mm-hmm. fans were disheartened by the fact that we have a me Geno costume, which means we probably won't get Geno as a playable character, which I, I don't expect we're going to get any more Square Enix characters in this pack. I just don't think we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. they seem to How be many doing characters like, are in this pass three or was this the last one? I don't know if there's going to be another pass, but there's three more characters that are scheduled for this pass. Really? I would have thought Sephiroth would have been the last one. How are you going to? How are you going to top Sephiroth? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because we could <laughs> have a whole other show just speculating. Let it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, we can quickly get into news about Cyberpunk and a few other things. Just kind of rattle through it. We're getting to the top of the hour, though, so we yeah. don't have to We don't have to go all day. That way we can do the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge. Yeah. So, very quickly, Cyberpunk. A lot of news about Cyberpunk, just the, the whole drama. Cyberpunk came out with that statement like, hey, you can get a refund, but they didn't really work out refunds with any of the retailers or right. <laughs> or Sony or Xbox. Everybody's trying to get one. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. So what I'm like, talk about? <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with Cyberpunk right now? Like, Or what is wrong man, with CD Projekt Red? Crazy. It's crazy. Man. Even their own like employees, like they had like a shareholder or manager meeting and a lot of the employees are like, what is wrong with you guys? Because I feel bad yeah. for all those developers working so hard on this game and they push it out without, you know, proper quality testing or bug fixes. They push it out early and their stock price dropped. And they even said that they're not going to, you know, set the bonuses to the scores anymore, which that's a dumb practice to begin with. Right. But this whole debacle, all it showed me is gamers at large react terribly to controversy mm-hmm. because First, you had all those reviews that were like nines out of tens. So let, let's set aside that for a second. But anyone that was less than that, they were immediately attacked, even though nobody had played the game yet. Right. Yeah, people accurately reporting that the game may cause seizures attacked. Like this rabid <laughs> fan base was attacking anybody that said an unkind word about CD Projekt Red. Then it comes out and you see what a buggy broken mess it is, especially on PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. And all those reviewers giving it nine out of ten had to have had copies of the games. I know a lot of them talked about playing it on regular consoles. Didn't really mention how bad it was. So already you have that broken system where people were viewing games professionally, like the bigger outlets. I mean, we all knew they were full of shit, but it's just a reminder that, wow, you guys really don't give a damn. Like, yeah. you're you're in the pocket of whatever publisher is giving you an early copy. Exactly. Then you have all those rabid fans defending the game immediately turning on the game because the bugs that affected them directly, right? Not mm-hmm. because it gave people seizures, not because there were issues about like certain depictions of certain people in the game because, oh, my game is buggy. And mm-hmm. then immediately just over attacking, you know, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk and going nuts about it. It reminds me of the controversy earlier in the year of Last of Us Part 2. And I'm like, yeah, these people need to get a life. It's a video yeah. game. It's a toy. Exactly. Like, obviously, it upsets me, too. I'm a little annoyed by it. I mean, it's crashed on me 19 yeah, like you, times now. Yeah, like 19. You spent money on it. You know, yeah, 
And there's, I think it's one of those. Sorry, it's one of those uh, situations where I think they kind of had to release it because they've been working on it forever. And I don't know if their shareholders were looking to them to just delay it some more. Like they've got to see some return on their investment. But it's it's just wild how many how buggy it is. And like I haven't played it personally, but I've seen the gameplay and I've seen the reviews, and it's just it's wild. Yeah, it just goes to show you that you can't just buy a game based on what a company has made before like they yeah. made the witcher 3 and you like with bioware bioware used to be amazing now most of the games that come out with are buggy messes that aren't good yeah and like like i said you can't you can't base it off clout anymore you have to wait you have to do your research you, you and know, that's you the thing not everybody is not everybody's in the know like you or I, right? Like we right. know when like major developers leave a studio or when a publisher is bad or has a bad track record of destroying or breaking down a studio or, or overexerting influence to the point where they're making bad decisions, right? Like we all knew EA was the downfall of Bioware. Yeah. And we've seen that max exodus from Bioware, you know, post Andromeda or actually pre Andromeda all the way up through Anthem and, and what a train wreck that was going to be. Everybody kind of expected that. So the backlash and the blowback wasn't as big as it could have been, mm-hmm. but you're right with this. We didn't see any dra- internal drama other than the delays, which we were all like, that's a good thing. And then there was the crunch, which are like, Hey, that's a bad thing. Stop that. And they're like, okay, right. but they kind of did, but then they didn't, you know, there was that whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, I think, Clout goes a long way, and they definitely hurt their reputation. And you're right. They nailed it so well of Witcher 3. I think they just got too big for their britches. You know what I mean? Like, I think oh, yeah. they just, they're like, yeah, well, we can handle this then. And there right. were so many new things they were doing with this franchise that they haven't done before. And a lot of it that they nailed is kind of surprising and amazing that they did. The first-person viewpoint, the driving, like, there's a lot of comp- the shooting. The, the combat in the game is actually really good. There's a lot of competent things in this game. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's really marred by the things that were left out or unfinished or unpolished. Yeah, that sucks. So, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Like it's so bad that their stock they lost one billion dollars in stock. I well, I'll, like, that, if the shareholders were the ones pressuring them to release it when they did, then that'll learn them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All the refunds, baby. I'm like, Ooh. you need to wait until it's done cooking. I don't care how long it takes. Right. So, I mean, there are games that are like, look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. We were expecting that on PS3. I'm glad it came out when it did, because yeah. if it came out earlier, it might not be the game that we got. Right. You know? So, yeah. it is what it is. All right, well, let's get in that news and rattle it off. Besides Cyberpunk, there were a couple of Nintendo Directs. I watched one and you watched one. We had the Nintendo mm-hmm. Indie Direct. And just straightforward, telling you about a lot of indie games. You can look online to see what games, just watch the video to see what games were announced. A few that stuck out to me. Spelunky 1 and 2 on Switch. Cool. I thought Spelunky was already on Switch, but they announced yeah, 1 too. and 2. So, whatever. Maybe you got 1 and 2. <laughs> a new game that reminds me a little bit of Fight Crab. It's called Fist of Fluffs. And it's about little <laughs> cats that fight. Yeah, I was going to say cats or sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fighting so sheep. Fist of Fluffs, if you're interested in a uh, kind of uh, Power Stones, but with cats, <laughs> check that out. <laughs> Among Us is on Switch now. Which is great. It's really popular right now, and I'm glad that Switch players get to check it out. One thing that really stood out to me, Cyber Shadow, which is the newest game from Yacht Club Games, the people who did Shovel Knight. Oh. That's that's coming out, I think, really soon in a month or two. I can't remember exactly what the release date is, but I'm glad to hear that that's on its way. And it's Amiibo compatible, and it's one of the games that uses the Amiibo in an interesting way. Yes. So. 
If you have Yacht Club's other amiibos, so any Shovel Knight amiibos, when you scan them, it gives you a little robot familiar from that character to fight alongside you in the game. Awesome. That is really cool. Anybody that is really into, you know, 8-bit or 16-bit games done right, they really like the retro style. I mean, if you've ever played Shovel Knight, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The games are amazing. Cyber Shadow looks to do that for, like, the old 80s ninja style, the ninja robot style. So (laughs) I'm going to get it. I think it's going to be amazing. So I would recommend it for anybody else that's interested in. And then your direct, what did you have? Was it for the world? Yeah, Super Nintendo World. Universal Studios Japan. Oh, man. Shigeru Miyamoto, the creator of Mario, gave us a little tour through Super Nintendo World, which is a little misleading name because it's basically just based off of Super Mario World. Like, it's an entirely Super Mario World themed theme park. What system was on, uh, what system was Super Mario on? Super Nintendo. Oh, so Super Nintendo World, right? Yeah. How is that misleading? Well, it's misleading because... So calling it Super Nintendo and then putting the world after it uh-huh. implies that there's various Super Nintendo properties. I get what they're doing. They're replacing oh, Mario with but but Nintendo, they just but did just Mario. I get you now. Okay, yeah. I was That's thinking you were thinking you were saying it was misleading because it should have been all different Nintendo properties. But you're saying no, it should have been all different Super Nintendo games. I get you. Right. Yeah, but it's literally just it's a recreation of Super Mario World. It looks amazing. It almost looked fake how good it looked. Wow. Like they had the uh, Goombas stacked on top of each other, moving uh-huh. around, and they got the coins spinning around. Wow. Uh, piranha plants, the boulder guys, like everything. It's really cool. You get these uh, power up bands that you can use to hit coin blocks and get coins. And there are secret objectives that you can find hidden around the theme park. There's a mushroom-themed restaurant where a digital toad chef will come up and talk to you. And it's just it's just really cool. And I showed Vicky. She's like, why are you showing me this shit? It's in nope. Japan. When the next time I'll be in Japan? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wish I had the money. I, but, ben would yeah. lose his ever-loving mind. Well, then He's I've obsessed got with Mario. Oh, 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 what's the news? He did, an, he did announce that they are going to be open Super Nintendo Worlds in Orlando and Los Angeles. What? Yes. Oh, we're and scheduling Singapore. a trip. Yeah. So. Oh, Singapore. I got to go there now. Right. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Orlando. Jeez. I'm going to Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got any listeners in Singapore, look forward to a Super Nintendo world in your country. It's going to be sweet. It looks amazing. It Just go watch it. Go watch the direct. It looks really cool. Yeah. Now I'm excited. I, I want to go know. watch it. I wasn't going to watch it because I thought it was just going to be in Japan and I didn't want to hurt my feelings. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just watched it. They got it, me in my feelings. Right. <laughs> But yeah, Super Nintendo World, man. And he, Miyamoto is just, Miyamoto and Sakurai, they're just so good. They're so great. They're out here spreading joy. Yeah, they're excited about their projects that they've been working on for decades. And they mm. still have the passion for it. And that's just, it's good to see. It's good to see. Cool, 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 Love cool, the cool, Japanese cool. kinfolk. All right. Got a couple small tidbits of news we'll rattle off real quick. Uh, you had, And I think they're in regards to Xbox and PS4. What you got? Oh, yeah. So, uh. There are limited edition Mandalorian Xbox controllers that you can enter to win on the Xbox official Twitter. One has Mandalorian Mando on the right side of the controller looking down, and the other controller has Baby Yoda on the left side looking up. They look really cool. Check out the Xbox Twitter if you want to figure out how to enter to win them. Mike said uh, he's already going to try and do that. I might do it myself. But Yeah, no, that sounds yeah. dope. Um, yeah. I uh, really yeah. would love, I don't even have Xbox Series X yet, but I want that controller for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
And uh, the other piece of news, there's rumors that Sony is discontinuing the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Mm. Apparently, they will no longer be selling them direct from Sony's website. Okay. What do you think about that? I I think it's too soon. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we literally just got a PS5. Why would you stop selling PS4s? I mean, I guess in this instance, PS5 can perfectly replicate what a PS4 can do, Mm -hmm. including the Pro. And and not only that, but do it better because of the SSD. Because you, you don't automatically get an SSD on a PS4. You'd have to mod it for that. But right. I don't know. It would still be cheaper. Like it would be maybe maybe they just didn't have enough inventory, and they decided they were gonna, yeah. or they they have too much inventory, and they they know they're probably not gonna move them as quickly, and they don't want to lower the price as much. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Usually, we don't see this until like two or three years into the life cycle yeah no it's a bit system. surprising i mean wii u lasted way longer than it probably should have to be honest but yeah, yeah. okay because we use a good system <laughs> yeah system just, just didn't have games they didn't support bad like bad marketing, marketing. bad mm-hmm. yeah just they really screwed up and then then they crushed it with the next system that's how nintendo do right so, <laughs> all right well then i i got one question for you then this week i just have to ask derek what you feeling I am feeling Goodwill Outlet. Oh, now, for those will. of you who listen to the podcast regularly, I talk about Goodwill Outlet a lot. It is basically a yard sale type Goodwill store where they put all their items in bins and you just, it's a mad rush and you grab what you can and you put it in your cart and everything is priced by weight. It's $1.29 per pound, uh, at least where I'm at. It may vary based on your location, but. Sometimes you can find some really good stuff in there, man. I found video, like earlier I said, I found like a $100 video game in there that I ended up paying like 50 cents for. Mm. Um, I found a lot of really good toys. You find brand new stuff in there. So if you've got a Goodwill outlet near you, go check it out. Uh, make sure you, obviously you have to wear your mask, but just do what you can to stay safe. And Yeah, bring some Lysol you know, with you. Yeah, help, <laughs> others, help others to stay safe. And yeah, it's a it's a good time. I went every day this week because I didn't go at all the week before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the things it's I miss the most at this pandemic. I used to go thrifting every once in a while and I really enjoy doing it. And I just, I just don't want, you know, I'm just, obviously my livelihood isn't tied to it. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm backed off of it. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, thank you for going out there and braving the trenches. Get us some good deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're performing a service, sir. Mm-hmm. Got to do it, baby. All right. So this week. I was reminded of a TV show just from some back and forth exchanges on Facebook that I had was really into and it still hasn't gotten a second season and it needs to. So I need you guys to be feeling this show, too. And that is Seis Manos. Remember Seis Manos? We talked about it. Yeah. You say, yeah, like you don't like it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Get out of here, haters. Seis Manos <laughs> is the greatest show of all time. <laughs> now I'm just playing. Seis Manos. Okay, here I'm going to give you the elevator pitch, people out there, so you can see whether or not you'd like it. The animators are the same ones that did the Castlevania Netflix series. And they even have a little a la carte Easter egg in one of the episodes. If you're eagle-eyed enough, you can see it. Mm-hmm. It is set in Mexico. And the opening scene shows this weird ritual where this guy spreads ashes and a cross formation on this guy's tongue. And he prays to like this Virgin Mary-looking statue, but it's not quite her. It's somebody else. It's like the mother or something. And then he just turns like almost like a zombie, but like just super powered. And the guy orders his henchmen to try to kill the guy who just got super powered. And he just 
destroys them all. He's ripping off limbs. He he runs out into the night <laughs> and, <laughs> and then eventually attacks the small town where a dojo actually resides. There is a man who is obviously not Mexican. I think he's Chinese, if I recall. And he has a dojo and he has three students that live there. They look like three orphan kids. And they're all like in their 20s. And he's teaching them Kung Fu, basically. And they get wrapped up in this cartel that is run by the guy that did the weird ritual and how he's trying to infect people and create like these monsters. So there's this whole story. Their sensei is actually tied into it somehow. And like you, mm-hmm. I don't want to reveal too much, but there's a whole mystery around where he's getting the powder from, what he's trying to use it for, how the sensei is involved. And the three characters that are just fighting to try to survive at this point, save their town. So yeah. I'm really into it. I thought it was a great show. I'd love to see a second season. I thought the fight scenes were brutal and fantastic. Yeah, I would recommend anybody who has Netflix it. to uh, check out Seis Manos if you're not a hater like Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you not like about it, if you want to talk about it? The story. Yeah. The what, story what was weak was... about the story to you? Well, I haven't seen it in since it came out. I was going to say, it was a while. Was it just like the overarching story? Was it the back and forth dialogue? Uh, the overarching story, the characters were kind of, eh. Yeah. And it was just kind of, it was really violent for violence's sake. Mm, that's just a fair overly, assessment. Overly gory. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind gore. I love Mortal Kombat, but it just, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it was a lot. That's fair. It was a lot, and it can be better. And seeing that it was the people that made Castlevania, I expected better. Uh, I see. And just for a little tangent real quick, Blood and Zeus, hmm. uh, Blood of Zeus is a, another anime that was created by those same people. I was it's, eyeballing that. It's it's hot doo-doo garbage, man. Oh, it's not good? Oh, yeah. I don't Check like it out. It. I see a lot of people that comment that they love it and they like yeah. it, and I'm just thinking to myself, uh, I, uh, my expectations are way too high. Well, your anime bar is huge because yeah. you've seen so many. I totally right. get that. So, and it's not even just about is the show good. It's like is the directing of it good. Like there are right. long pauses that uh-huh. don't lead to anything on that uh-huh. show, and it's just, it's just, it's just. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah I might check out the first episode and see. So I will say this: I enjoyed Seis Manos <laughs> more than Dragon's Dogma. Like that's where I stand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I give you that. So, but okay. All right. Cool. Well, the only thing left that I think is. The triumphant return of the segment that we've been missing. The segment yes. that brings us power. The segment where we charge Beyond up to measure. Ah, it's time for ah. the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge. This I challenge week, you. I challenge you to watch Berserk episode 12. And you challenged me to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episodes a ton, 34 through 36 to be specific. <laughs> so let me ask you, Derek, Berserk episode 12, what do? It do some big old Casca backstory type of thing. Uh-oh, Casca backstory. And uh, as we know uh, from the last episode, Guts and Casca are still in that cave, and she just decided to, uh, you know, wait till their enemies are off their back and get warm. And she just went off into her backstory. Mm-hmm. And so turns out that Costco was from a village that was very poor. They kept getting raided by bandits. And uh, one day a nobleman comes and wants to buy her off of her father. And her father is like, well, since I don't have enough food to feed these kids anyway, 
here, you can have her. And at first she's like kind of happy that she's maybe going to get a better life. But when they're in the carriage, of course, the nobleman immediately tries to attack her mm. and force himself on her, which, mm. you know, who didn't see that coming? She even says it herself, looking back, I probably should have seen that coming. Yeah, she was a child. I mean, I, I like yeah. the fact that even in the face of all that violence, she still had hope. Like, it just sucks it was taken away. It, it was very, very graphic. But he uh, rips off her shirt and is about to rape her. And then Griffith shows up mm-hmm. aboard his steed, a white shining knight. And he throws a sword to the ground and he tells her, if you have something to protect, pick up the sword. And she picks it up, runs it through him, and she says to herself, she doesn't know if he fell on it or if she stabbed him herself. Yeah. And either way, this was she, a new direction that her life. Yeah, she yeah. killed a man. This is a new direction that her life is going in. And it just shows uh, moments of her and Griffith, her admiring him from afar, her becoming his number two. And they uh, eventually reach this castle with this king who has a bunch of slave boys and they all look kind of dead-eyed and in rags and apparently he's been using them for his personal pleasure gross like jesus this show (laughs) this show is really into it they do not shy away from the abuse of children which is a thing but just man yeah and Casca one night is walking by the castle and she sees griffith with no clothes on in the nobleman's bedroom window. window. Yeah, yeah, bedroom window. And then he kind of just puts his arm around him and brings him back in. And then the next scene we see Griffith in the lake bathing himself because, I mean, he just gave himself up for this nasty old man. Uh-huh. And Costa is just asking him, like, why would you do that? And he said to himself, I have a dream. And that dream is to build my army up, but my army costs money. And in order to get that money, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And uh, actually, before this, I skipped it, but a kid who had joined them ended up dying in on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. A kid that they had taken in that really hit Griffith hard. That's why he was doing this, because if he had the money... He didn't want to lose any more kids, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to lose any more kids. So if he had the money to take care of his entire army of grown men, he wouldn't have to have children in there, basically. Yeah. And Griffith is disgusted with himself as well. He's actually like clawing his skin and the way it's animated is crazy like he literally breaks the skin of his arms and And he digs into it as he's like lamenting yeah oh my god it it was just so crazy and then koskin runs up behind him hugs him was like Griffith, stop what are you doing and he just turns around and immediately regains composure places his hand on her head and i forget exactly what he says but i'm sure you you remember do you remember what he says to her no, not exactly. Not at that point. I remember Basically, when she goes, he goes, re- why would you do that with him? And he goes, for the money, of course. Right, for the <laughs> money. And I'm like, oh, Griffith, you dirty bastard. <laughs> but he places his hand on her head and she's he just completely reassures her. And yeah. she's like, wow, this, this is a very strong man here. And then we see when Guts starts to come around and she sees how he's treating him. And at that point, she knows that she's not going to be the chosen friend that Griffith has been looking for because she sees how he treats Guts and she don't like it. So that's pretty much why she hates Guts because Griffith saved her life and she's wanted to repay him and be his friend, but he just, he never really looked at her like that. Yeah, they never connected on the same level that she sees Guts and Griffith connect. Yeah. Yeah. So Which, it really That's sucks. rough. Yeah. And the episode ends with uh, some of Shooter's soldiers are still looking for Guts and Casca. 
So they have to get dressed and get moving, and that's where we leave off. Oh, this next episode, dude. Hype. Okay. Super hype. Hype episodes. Yeah, Guts is about to get a well-earned nickname in this next episode. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let me uh, shoot on over to Full Metal Alchemist then. So we're at episode 34, Ice Queen. Edward learns, through discussing with the soldiers there at the wall, that a steel automill is not suited for cold weather at the Briggs Fortress. And Olivier asks the Elwick brothers about the purpose of their arrival. And they kind of very obviously hold back information, mm-hmm. but just kind of land on. They're searching for May because they want to learn Alka history. Olivier is actually also intrigued because she's quite interested in Alka history. Edward is kind of getting a tour from one of the soldiers there named Major Miles, who happens to be part Ishvalan, mm-hmm. and kind of challenges him. They challenge each other on the, you know, being in the army and the stuff that they've done, especially when, you know, with the slaughter of the Ishvalans. And Edward uh, says a very odd phrase. And I'm like, ah, you're almost there, buddy. And it it stood out to me. So I took a (laughs) note of it. He said, uh, I think people should ignore their race and try to treat each other equally. And I was like, ooh, Mr. Mark. (laughs) I mean, it's let's treat each other equally. (laughs) It's a Japanese show and they're homogenous. And I think that they were doing good. Because it's easy for them to ignore backgrounds because that's just not a part of their history. But I was like, that's part of the problem. Ignorance about each other's differences and not celebrating each other's differences and the value inherent in having diversity is part of the problem. Right. Anytime you get a diverse group of people together, the ideas, the progress, the strength is elevated, especially Mm -hmm. if those involved respect that and utilize that. And yes then try to treat each other equally. So a yeah. <laughs> so little, little, little sidebar there, but I thought that was interesting. That I ignore you, friend. <laughs> yes, I don't see color. You should. Right, exactly. <laughs> when you don't see color, you, ignate my, you negate my experience. You might need to go to the doctor. <laughs> like uh, the same people that say I don't see color go, I don't think the police treat anybody differently based on, you know, it looks like, yeah, yeah. Right. If that guy was white, they would have done the same thing. Anyways, they run into Fallman, who has been posted to the Briggs. He's one of the, the men that was under, you know, Mustang's command that was exiled, and he went to the north. Mm-hmm. And as they're catching up, a new homunculus that we've only been, we've seen, like, very brief scenes of that was kind of kept underground below where Father is, Sloth. He appears up from under the ground. He had been, like, digging a tunnel, apparently all the way to the north, and Olivier's surprised at the fact that when they try to attack him, he's completely invulnerable. And even more surprising, Edward seems to know exactly who he is. And they're like, you must be in league with this guy. He's like, I swear I'm not. And they go, well, who is he? And then Edward's like, shit, I can't tell you. <laughs> like, They'll kill Winry if I expose them, right? So he's holding back his knowledge and just mentions that the homunculus is invulnerable to a point because he can heal and he can't be killed, but his makeup is similar to that of a human. And that does give Olivier an idea of how to finally defeat it. And Sloth, by the way, huge. Very inconvenienced by inconveniences. Says things like, oh, I'm getting shot. That's annoying. <laughs> this is going slow. That's it. Like, he doesn't really seem to understand where he's at. And I don't know if he popped up on accident or what happened. Right. So... When you shoot to the next episode, 35, Olivier and her crew, they manage to 
find a way to subdue him by dousing him in fuel. I guess the fuel that they use for their engine tanks or something. And they shove him into an elevator using her tank and then two other tanks to try to back him up yeah. into it, which is insane. <laughs> and then they kind of force him outside. And when he gets blasted outside and he falls down into the blizzard, he immediately starts to freeze because apparently the fuel that they use, the way that it's the, the composition of it, fast mm. freezes in the right. cold, which, which I don't know why you'd want that type of fuel right. in the cold. <laughs> right. Didn't make any sense to me, but maybe it's because it burns a certain way. I don't know. Yeah. So he freezes and then stops moving. And then they've, you know, they've essentially, they'll deal with him in the spring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay there till spring, you monster. So Olivier has the Elric brothers arrested at that point because she knows they're withholding information from him. And she's like, uh, shit just got real. And they shoot to Kimberly in the hospital, you know, because, you know, he got almost so killed. Good. Yeah, exactly. By Scar. General Raven, one of the top generals that, you know, is in Bradley's little corrupt cabinet, he visits and he brings along another state alchemist to heal his wounds. Mm -hmm. And then they shoot to Marco hanging out with May and he's continuing to look into the history of alchemy, and she's teaching him how it works. And then they shoot to Edward Alphonse with Olivier and Buccaneer, one of her, you know, big generals that they originally met and Fallman, one of Mustang's men. They're all investigating the tunnel that Sloth came from and what he used to invade Briggs. And when they get far enough in the tunnel, she stops. She's like, all right, give me all the info. No more bullshit. Right. And they basically tell her what's up. They tell her all about the homunculi. They tell her about the plot, the Ishvalan stuff, everything. They drop down a map and they're looking at the tunnel and they deduce that all these conflicts that Amestris has been using to expand are all points along this tunnel and then it, and when ed draws around it it makes a huge alchemy symbol mm -hmm. and so they were basically building this underground tunnel in the shape of an alchemy symbol and they're expanding this country for the sole purpose like they're starting all these conflicts they talk about that religious town that ed went to god way back in the very like second episode yeah or maybe the third i can't remember where they calmed it down. I think the East Regiment came in and calmed Leor, them, and then Central came right. in. And, and what's that? Leor was the name of the town. I just remembered it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Central came in and booted them out. And as soon as shortly after they did, the town went into chaos again because that was Central's original plan. That's what they were trying to do. Is that way they can go in with the military and crush them and have that place occupied and ready for whatever their plan is. So they all come to that conclusion. And Olivier talks with Raven, who shows up to the base with Kimberly and they're like, you got to get him to spill the beans about the plans or whatever. So she has a plan to kind of like solicit information out of him and, you know, play kind of weak or not knowing much about the homunculus that showed up. And he kind of flirts with her a little bit and he's offering her immortality and tells her about how they're going to create immortal armies. And the others are kind of listening in on the conversation and that pretty much ends that episode. So now mm -hmm. she's learning. She's pretty much confirming their plans with Raven, who's just all about like, yeah, girl, you want to be immortal? Just yeah, stick with me, yeah. baby. The, babies. the next episode, the last one I watched, episode 36, it starts off with a flashback with Hohenheim and his wife and little baby Edward and little baby Alphonse. He's just thinking about his time 13 years ago when he actually left the family 
And he was lamenting about how his body would outlast his wife and his sons, and he didn't want to watch that happen. And that's kind of why he was considering leaving. And she has him take a portrait. She's like, here, we can immortalize how we were. And it's a portrait you've seen throughout the show, but his face is always covered. Mm -hmm. And then you get a chance to see the real portrait. And she surprised him with it, you know, said, it's about these moments. Don't think about the future. Think about what you have now and appreciate it. And you see he's crying in that photo, which is why they kept covering up the picture. So sad. Yeah, big time. He does eventually leave, though. And he tries to leave without Edward and Alphonse seeing him. But, of course, they wake up and he has to look at their faces. He hardens his face and walks away. That's the last thing they see. I can't remember exactly why he goes ahead and decides to leave, though. Do you remember? They haven't told you yet. Oh, okay. So there was a reason for him leaving, but it wasn't divulged. And it wasn't because he was afraid of watching them grow old anymore because that had been kind of resolved. But that's the scene we get to kind of relive. Shooting back to the present. Soldiers that are investigating the tunnels under Briggs Fortress, Olivier's soldiers, they're kind of like riding on horses trying to see how far they go. This shadow kind of shoots across the tunnel and you see an eye similar to the eye of truth and then spikes shoot out and just kill all of them. Like they get fucking massacred. Eviscerated. Yeah, it's bad. It is some berserk type stuff. Yeah. (laughs) To uh, compare it to something. Raven still meeting with Olivier tells her to go ahead and put Sloth back into the tunnel and seal it off and not worry about her men who have not returned, which kind of pisses her off. She's like, um, but she's still trying to play like friendly with him. So she agrees. They put Sloth, they like pick him up or whatever via crane. He's, he's thawing yeah. out. They put him back <laughs> in the tunnel and he just keeps digging. Yeah. He goes oh, off. Such a pain. And Miles is stalling Kimberly for time in another part of the fortress while Olivier and Raven are watching the tunnel hole, the main one get covered up with cement. And then she just stabs him and tosses him in there. Yep. <laughs> She's like, bye, Raven. I got everything I need from you. Yeah, that, and, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. She shows a few of her men a separate entrance to the tunnel so they can try and investigate, get their men back if they can. And then Kimberly actually brings Winry over to see Edward and Alphonse because apparently she was with them. Right. Just to kind of subtly remind them of their situation. Like, you're up here. You haven't spilled the beans yet. But remember, if you do, you know, Winry's close by. We can kill her anytime we want. You know you don't fuck up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And then Scar and Yoki, they shoot back to that. They finally reunite with May and Marco. And so they're all together now, kind of doing the whole Alka-Hestory research thing. And Mustang receives information about the events in Briggs from his intelligence sources and a message directly from Olivier. And that's where we end the episode. What do you think? I think uh, whatever is about to pop off, it's going to pop off soon. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the cat's out of the bag for members of the military that are not already on board with the plan. And Edward and Alphonse are gathering a decent amount of allies. Pretty soon, Scar and Marco and May, they're coming to their own conclusions and everything. I think they're going to team up. So it's it's about to go down, it feels like. A lot of major players are in the same area. So Yep. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how all that goes. And see, I guess, it, you know, despite the threats, I think Winry's there to help out, you know? Right. So, because yeah. he, he need, definitely needs an auto mail fix. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, cool. Well, I believe that is our episode. And we have some new announcements to make. We have a new Ooh. Facebook page that we talked about last week. It's doing pretty good. And we also have a new YouTube page. Yay. So, yeah, I'll get on that in just a moment. But if the Smash folks are... that like button. <laughs> smash that like button and subscribe <laughs> hit the notification so, bell that's right that's right 
So, uh, yeah, if you want to go ahead and just uh, let the folks know, hey, they're interested in them pickups or they want to reach out to you, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitter at goodies underscore more. I'm on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore, and you can check out all my sweet, sweet pickups and things for purchase at eBay.com slash STR slash GamerGoodiesMore. I got video games, I got toys, Power Rangers, Transformers, you name it, I got it, so go check it out. Right on. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at MikePetersonAL, and my stream archive YouTube channel is MC Paperstacks Plays. Our new YouTube channel where we're going to archive not only our full episodes, so you can listen to them on YouTube if you prefer to use YouTube, but also all the clips that we're making to promote the episodes if you just want to listen to smaller chunks. You can find that on YouTube at Player2 has entered the podcast. And then, of course, I do Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. Brawlers Mondays at 9, Horror Games Fridays at 10, Mainstream Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at 8. That's all Eastern time. Right now I'm playing Cyberpunk in the Mainstream despite the fact that it crashes on me twice per episode. <laughs> you can check out future podcast uploads on our hub, anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod. Uh, you can also find us wherever podcasts are played, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can email us for questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, etc. at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And our Facebook page, please feel free to visit and follow and like us there if you're on Facebook. That is Facebook.com slash Player 2 is under the pod. And that's our show. All right. And when is Christmas? Next Friday? Yeah. All All right. right. Well, Friday or Thursday. Yeah, we're not going to see you guys or you're not going to hear from us until after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all of our lovely listeners out there. We thank and appreciate every one of you. Yeah. And we hope you have a happy holiday. Yeah. Happy holiday to all of you. We appreciate you very much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.